You're listening to the Fearless Kitchen Podcast. And now it's time to join your host, Vanessa Baxter. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the Fearless Kitchen brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. I'm very excited because I have just met with my book publisher and I have the Fearless Kitchen cookbook in my hands and this will be on the shelf here in New Zealand from the 13th of August and I'm super, super excited to be able to bring this cookbook to um, the public, finally. So if you're a listener on here and you'd like a copy, you can buy one from my website, thefearlesskitchen.co.nz or vanessabaxter.co.nz. And uh, alongside with my cookbook, I have started coaching and I have been coaching a couple of families this month and helping them kind of revisit the whole family meal time, introduction of really great, fabulous, healthy, simple family recipes uh, and helping parents um, in turning around eating habits and, and sort of fussy scenarios around eating for their kids. And it's really fulfilling and it's great fun for me and it's really um, uplifting to see some really positive changes in those families um, and some really cool feedback. So if that's something that you think would work for you, make sure you get in touch with me. Also info at vanessabaxter.co.nz. But meantime, today's episode is a really fun one. I'm interviewing my friend Pauline Stockhausen. She is an absolutely awesome and vibrant single mum. She is a powerhouse on social media. She is well known around the world as a social media and lifestyle strategist. She has a social media strategy podcast. She has a paid online community online called uh, The Content Lab, of which I am a member and love to bits because it keeps you really on track. She does great challenges. She does personal uh, coaching for people. She's great on Instagram, on podcasting, on Facebook, and basically... um, Uh, thriving in the creative world. So I got together with her and she said, but what am I going to talk about? I'm not a food expert. And I thought she would be a great guest because she's busy. uh, She's all about success. She's all about being a great mum. And she seems to just run nonstop. And I thought, what a great person to have on the podcast to talk to us about how she manages food, how she manages her diet and her philosophy about um, putting all of this stuff together and being able to cope with her life and what she hopes to get out of it. So without further chat from me, I would love to introduce my podcast guest for today, Pauline Stockhausen. I'll take what's good. Pauline, this is awesome. I got you away from the desk and onto the couch. I know. I know, know, right? I get a lot of exercise, Vanessa. You know, I walk from my desk to my fridge. Excellent. And what is in your fridge, Pauline? Oh, my God, you should not ask me that. Well, I have. Are we recording? Yes, we are. (laughs) Um, Oh, okay. So my fridge has uh, cheese, pickles, Mm. um, actually a lot of vegetables. So we eat a lot of – we do eat a lot of vegetables. We don't eat a lot of bread. It's got milk for my coffee. Mm. Um, I I do light milk even though I know it's got a lot more sugar in it, but I can't drink full milk. And – there's no junk food. 
So I, for me, I can't have junk food in the house because the moment it's in the house, I could be working at my desk or from my bed, as I do, and all I can think about is the chocolate that's in the fridge or the chips. Mm. So I've got to be real disciplined. Like I'll either shop and buy junk food because I'm in that craving period. Usually when I'm really stressed out, I'll think, oh, my God, I need something to munch on. Mm. And it's not about hunger. It's just about... Comfort. Um, yeah, comfort and just something, you know, I don't smoke, I don't drink. It's sort of like my, I just have to have that. I'm typing away, crunch, typing away, <laughs> crunch, you know. So I definitely know my flaw is if it's in the house, You're later. I have to eat it. So I try really hard to restrict what I buy. So, and I tell you, every time I go grocery shopping, I'm like, oh, I could buy this. And usually my son's like, no, mum, don't. I'm like, okay, I won't. And I'll get home and I'll, the first thing I'll say, why didn't I buy that? I really want it now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a really bad habit. And do you shop when you're hungry? No. Now, I've learnt that lesson. No, the grocery bill goes up real high if I'm starving. So mm. I will wait, have, you know, have lunch. So I, I know we shop on the same day every week. Um, I book it in. And, um, yeah, no, no. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good. I learned that lesson. <laughs> it's funny that you said cheese and pickles. That would be me too. I love my cheese. Yeah. So that's something that I've always said, you know, if it was sort of my last meal, like we had to do on MasterChef, if it's your last meal, cook it now and you've got an hour. And all I wanted to do was a cheese platter, but I knew I'd be eliminated because that's not cooking. So I had to come up with something else because really genuinely, it yeah. would just be a whole luscious spread of cheese yummy cheeses. Well, the pickles are new, actually. We don't usually – so we we – I think we eat a very paleo diet. We, um, I try not to eat too much meat, and I do like paleo, but because I'm so busy, I can't always make paleo because paleo is very intensive in it the kitchen. It is labour-intensive. Yeah. So, but they've got these amazing vegetarian um, beetroot bean patties, and you get four, and it's about $7. So for two people, one burger is really good. Mm. So we do that, and we do it with a wrap, Um Either a wrap or a pita pocket. So we try to reduce our bread because um, my son's got um, uh, eczema. And definitely if we use eating a lot of dairy and bread, his eczema flares up. So we try mm. to reduce it. Uh, you know, one of the other things I can't buy is a loaf of bread. Because like, you'll eat it all? Oh, my God, Me yeah. too. If it's Mama, a really good sourdough or something, yeah. I'll eat it across the day. Yeah, Marmite toast all the Same. way. Same. Oh, yeah. Vegemite, Pauline. No, no, Marmite. <laughs> But the thing is, it's one of those things that, you know, you learn that if you – certain foods, you have to eat more of it. You know, mm. there's something in the food that you just it can't becomes stop. Addictive. We just can't stop. You know, like a loaf, loaf of bread, you're like, oh, peanut butter and jelly. Yep, that's me, Marmite on toast. Or even, um, you know, I went through this phase – oh, my God, I'm really telling bad stories here. I went through this phase where it was mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes sauce on bread. Mm. I know. It's kind of like it's a kinda, Kiwi version of a chip buddy from England. I'm pretty sure my <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure my left buttocks is that oh. that's how that came about. Unfortunate. Yes. All that all that potato, all those carbs. I just went through this phase where I had to eat all that carbs. But yeah, I mean, definitely diet is really important with me. Um, it's a struggle, you know. I'm a single mother. I work incredibly long hours, like last night. I didn't get home from the office till 11.30. 
and I drove past McDonald's and it was quite funny because I was um, my client was behind me and I watched him turn off and we were on the phone talking to each other and he's like at the you know drive through and he's like oh can I have a lime milkshake and I'm like keep driving keep driving keep driving <laughs> get on the motorway get on the motorway don't stop yeah because I knew I had a really good balanced dinner so I thought well no eating and I try to do that fasting you know um, finish eating at seven and don't have anything till breakfast you know don't get up in the night and snack yeah I mean I find often if I have an early dinner or a good dinner with the kids then I stay up late maybe I'll have a glass of wine while I'm working Mm -hmm. that it's immediately after that I'll start to go hmm what little piece of chocolate can I have or what little biscuit is around and that's my downfall as well and it's again it's not about hunger Uh, you're not being intuitive you're not thinking do I really need this you've actually just kind of gone into um, you're not even concentrating it's just something to do with your other hand while you're working on something else yeah Yeah. that is I think that is the biggest problem for most people is they've stopped listening to their body and it's just like oh that's a comfort factor or I'm doing that because I'm bored or I'm stressed so that's making me feel better and it is no longer about the food Um, and that yeah that can be a little bit of a problem if you've got an issue around weight and constantly struggling with weight and also I think Pauline you know you mentioned that you're a single mum you're really busy so not only are you obviously quite busy and having to come up with a plan about how to cook good food at home but also uh, finding a plan for exercise you know and not being distracted um, by a client or something away from your mission which was to go to the gym and have a really good home-cooked food and then you find you're at the office till 11 30 you're driving past McDonald's you're absolutely exhausted all you can think about is just quickly getting something to eat to get that drive home and look I'm exactly the same I'll go to a petrol station and it will be late after a function I've had everyone else has cooked amazing food and enjoyed it. I'm absolutely exhausted, usually uh, dehydrated. And sometimes we mistake that feeling of dehydration with hunger. Mm. And I'll grab a packet of lollies or something. And then I'll eat the whole thing and then go, why on earth did I just do that? I absolutely did not need that. But it's sort of like, you know, I'm going to drive home for half an hour and I just want to be eating something and... Yeah, it's a very strange psychological thing. It definitely thing. is a struggle. I mean, I, I used to be a Coke and a pack of lollies when I'm going through between meetings. Mm. You know, when you – my job is you're on all the time and you can't stop and eat. It's not appropriate when you're with clients to go, I'll snack on those. So um, I always have rules that I don't eat on the job and – I would go get a Coke and have and grab some lollies. But now what I do is I have um, nuts and cranberries in my purse. So if I'm hungry and I sort of – I have to plan. So with our dinners, I, I am a planner. Like I can't stand at the fridge and be like get inspired to make something. I'm not that creative. I'm creative everywhere else in my life. But when it comes to food, I'm a meat <laughs> – three veg type girl so I can't look in the pantry and whip up something amazing like my mum has the amazing talent where she can make something out of nothing it's and it's just it's just it doesn't work for me so I plan out the meals I know exactly what's working I know I'm not one of those people has has everything in the pantry um I have everything that is attached to certain meals. Oh, I'm, that's very, good. I'm very basic. That's very organized. I'm very basic. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish I did cook like my mum. My mum's an amazing cook. She can make just 
like I try to make, I try to work out how I can have dinner at her house as many times as I can in the month. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love it. Yeah. And she, like, she makes amazing pizzas out of just nothing. She's like, oh, we've got nothing in the fridge. Of course, she says you got nothing in the fridge. You open up the fridge. And I think if there's in a zombie apocalypse, I don't know where I'm going. Because her pantry and her fridge is like stacked full. I open up my fridge. Um, I think you did a post I on did. Facebook. And I didn't do a f- post on my fridge because my fridge was empty. There was like milk and cheese and everything else was empty. Well, I did that post and I put up a photo of my fridge, which I just thought was very average. Like it was very standard day yeah. in my fridge. And I could not believe how many people said, holy cow, that's an amazing fridge and you've got so much stuff packed in there. Yeah. And I actually, it, it, yeah, it took me aback because to me that was just actually a very basic yeah. day in my fridge. Um, it would normally be more packed than that. And it's funny though because my family are not appreciative of that. So they will still, they'll open the fridge and because it's so jam-packed with stuff, they kind of look at it and it's all in little plastic containers with, you know, labels all over it. And they'll say, there's nothing to eat. And I'm like, oh, my God, how can you say that? This fridge is packed full of food. But to them it's all too complicated. It isn't an easy grab at. And I've got to then go and explain, well, you know, that's got some leftover fish pie in it and that's vegetables already prepped for you to do that and blah, 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 blah. Like, how you have no idea how lucky you are that you've got a fridge groaning in front of you. It's quite funny, isn't it? I'd like a fridge like that. Oh, okay. Well, I'll come and help out sometime. Yeah, yeah. My fridge is um, – yeah, but we have a lot of vegetables I'm very big on. Um, so that's whole paleo. I try to eat as whole foods as much as I can. Um, and the only thing like snacks – things we get is like rice crackers those will I'll try to get those but even those aren't very healthy either. they're not really no you know they've so actually got quite a lot of, oh do you mean the thick proper rice crackers or do you mean the little snacky no, ones no the little snacky ones so they're ones. covered in salt and sugar as well yeah, yeah you know, they're not actually that good for you either but, I mean that's the thing you know um you know obviously I'm a I'm a big girl and there's a whole lot of perceptions in in me being a big girl but there's also what is the right food we've got all this information coming at us we already, I feel like I should be constantly trying to lose weight um, because that's how society is and that's how I should be. And I'm very, you know, it does get me, I try to be very strong and very like, you know what, this is me, I'm okay with it. Um, and I'm really, you know, people automatically think, you know, just because you're big, you're fat and lazy, but I'm not, you know, I'm very physical um, I'm probably not at the weight I'd like to be. I think I'd be happy if I was like 10 kilos lighter, but I'd be, I'm okay. Like I have this rule that, um, nothing's going to stop me. If I want to climb a mountain, I'm going to climb the mountain. If I want to do a kickboxing fight, I'm going to do a kickboxing fight. Um, my weight's not stopping me from mm. doing anything. It's just, it's a funny place to be in because I find that if um, I'm really goal-orientated with my clients, like all my clients reach their goals that we set out for them. and um, But when it comes for me and losing weight, like that's the one thing I can't, <laughs> can't solve. Well, I think that's a lifestyle thing, Pauline. But I also think that if you're happy and comfortable in your own skin and if you're going to the doctor and they're saying you have X, Y and Z wrong with you 
and they can show that in a blood test or something and that is correlated to the fact that you can't do exercise or you're eating only unhealthily, then you've got to sort of start to have a look at what you're doing. Mm. But if you're eating fresh food anyway, but you're snacking as well, which is probably, you know, your kind of like little downfall over there, um, but you're eating healthily anyway and you haven't got major health issues and you are trying to walk or exercise or go to the gym or do your kickboxing, then actually you're leading a pretty healthy and active life and you're constantly surrounded with people who you're inspiring uh, and they're, you know, aspiring to greater heights. Actually, you couldn't kind of wish for more and you've got yeah. a great son, you're being a single mum, so I would actually just tick the box and say you're in a pretty good space. And, you know, this comes off the back of talking to Christy Harrison from the States and we were talking all around this subject and intuitive eating and this kind of perception out there that everyone should be on a restrictive diet, should be following some sort of, you know, good food, bad food sort of philosophy and scenario. And our concern in hers and my conversation was actually people are becoming so obsessed and worried about it that we're going to end up leading to this whole generation of young people whose parents have become so obsessed and worried imparting that upon them and then all these young people coming up with eating disorders because Mm. actually it's all they can focus on is the concern about their weight and the perception of the community that they need to be a certain weight so there's a good side and a bad side to this kind of issue around you know overweight, obesity levels in our countries. Yes, we need to focus on it, but how weird is this that just yesterday I read in the newspaper from Australia that there has been a campaign on TV, um, adverts saying, uh, can you grab grab their gut? And it's this whole anti-overweight and anti-obesity and it's grab a gut campaign. And it's like, if you can grab your gut what's actually in it, why can you grab it? And there's now backlash from the me- from media itself coming back and saying, hang on a minute, you are now highlighting anyone who's got a slight kind of like chubby tummy, you're actually now saying, you know, you're a really bad person and they're portraying it in such a negative way mm-hmm. that it's going to cause a stigma and bullying against those people. And there we go again, all back around like it used to be. You know, in the old days when we had all the issues of people being called fat at school and, you know. I mean, that's an an interesting point, I mean, that you made about, you know, are you healthy? So, yes, I'm big, but I'm incredibly fat. But um, so I get my bloods done all the time because we've got um, – we've got – some diseases in our family that I need to keep track of. And my doctor's always surprised. She's like, man, you're the healthiest fat person I know. (laughs) Like, you know, she loves it because my blood work is amazing. She's like, you know, you're big, but you're incredible. You're the probably the health, you're healthier than some of the slum patients that I see. Exactly. So, you know, and that's a real stigma. Yes, I'm big, but, you know, I've been at the gym and I've had skinny people beside me and I've (laughs) I've outrun them, you know, of course if you have because they've got no energy. They're probably so skinny, they're barely eating yeah. and they actually have limited amount of energy because they're not drawing it and from anything. And it's what they're eating as well. Exactly. I mean, there's this whole thing. I mean, it's so confusing. I, I certainly worry about our youth coming up because, you know, when we were younger, we got taught the bare basics on how to cook, mm-hmm. you know, how to make scones and um, all those things. We had cooking classes and... You know, my teenager is 18 now and he hasn't had that at all. 
you know, they don't have those things where they go to learn to, you know, cook. So I've had to do that all myself and teach him how to cook. And he's doing really well. He's addicted to curry. Oh, good. Yeah. That's oh. easy to cook, though. Oh, yeah, but I'm sick of curry in my house. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's cooking for you. Yeah, yeah. That's so we've, we've got a deal that on my busy nights that he cooks. So I've got Excellent. some recipe books and we've been experimenting um, with some you know, non-meat. You know, we are trying to move away from meat. And That's all right. Because Good it's expensive. I know. It's so expensive. And and I love meat, but I just decided, well, we do we really need it every night? I don't think so. No. So, yeah. So he's a doing problem really in well. New Zealand, though, at the moment, with the vegetables also incredibly expensive. They are, yeah. It's really crazy here right now. And I'm it's thinking. Almost like, it's almost like, let's get out the gardening tools. I, I mean, can, you, know. can, can you hire someone to do <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, the things I think about. Can Community I... garden. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's pretty bad here. But, yeah, like um, the avocado, $7. Yeah. An avocado. Yeah. And cauliflower's been $8. And yep. So it's crazy. In fact, uh, I just mentioned it yesterday on Facebook. Facebook that you're kind of down to potatoes and carrots at the moment in the affordable vegetable section, which is, um, you know, how many variations can you come up with for potatoes and carrots? But, you know, that's kind of where we're at. And I've noticed as well that meat is incredibly expensive too. But, you know, if you can just have a small amount of protein on your plate and then pile the rest with vegetables, you know, whatever you can find at this time of the year that's affordable, then that's a really healthy well, what do you think about um, the frozen vegetables? I mean, are those still as nutritious? Yes. They are? Yep. So, well, that's good because I've just started to buy the broccoli. Yes, because I do too. Because one of my issues is I waste a lot of vegetables. Mm. Like I will get to the end of the week and there's like, you know, and I'm just like, oh. A soggy mess. I hate wasting money. I've gone to this hole where I don't like to waste mm. money. Hence why I'm definitely one of those people who goes to a restaurant and eats everything on their plate because mm. I paid for it. Absolutely. Me too. Uh, yeah. So yeah. it's the same with home. So I get a bit frustrated. So I, d- I really wanted to bro- get broccoli, but I always it always goes to shit. So, so I just decided I'm going to try the frozen. And it works out so much better. I, yes, there's it does. no wastage. So. Yep. You know, and I buy the frozen um, Chinese mix as well when we do stir stir fries. Yeah, 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 totally. The thing is, if you do find kind of grotty um, vegetables at the bottom, just throw them into a pot. Yeah. Cover with some stock or water and just literally turn it into a soup. And if they've gone even beyond what you think could be a soup, then use them to make a stock. Uh, it's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, so just chuck them all in and cover them with water. Yeah. And then just let it simmer away for a, an hour or so. And you could put some things in, like depending on what you want. So if you had like things like ginger and garlic and um, lemongrass or whatever around, you could put those things in as well. And then that becomes sort of almost like an Asian style stock, mm. which you could then use in your curries, in your stir fries and when you're making a soup. Yeah. And although some people go, oh, my God, you know, the thought of making a stock – but if it just comes naturally, you haven't gone to shop for it, it's just what's left, that's yeah. what I would do. I'd just chuck it all in a big pot, pile it high with water, use that and then put it into a Ziploc bag in the freezer and then the next time you're making a bolognese or something that calls for stock, that comes out and that's your stock. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's so you could do idea. that if you've got, you know, yeah. the grot because I have grot. Everyone yeah. has grot in their yeah, vegetable yeah. bins. That's a good <laughs> idea. Um, the other thing that I um, we've recently been doing and I'm quite proud of myself, it's um, because I love butter chicken but I'm a big butter chicken like buy, buy it, all the packet stuff. So um, I went somewhere and they did a, butter, a vegetarian 
butter chicken with no chicken. It was butter, <laughs> it was like butter beans, but you can't say butter beans and have the same effect as butter chicken. <laughs> but um, so it was all um, four bean mix, and and it was so easy to make. So mm. I made it with coconut water, um, or coconut cream. Uh, no coconut, coconut milk. Coconut milk. Yes, thank you. See, I'm so, I'm so new at this cooking thing, and um, bought the spices. It's the first time I've bought like turmeric, cumin. Um, and the coriander maybe seeds. No, oh no, cumin, not coriander. Um, and another one, another I can't remember. Cardamom, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Cardamom pods. Yep. Yeah. And um, and it was just so easy to mm. make, and it's mm. become one of my favourite meals. It's totally vegetarian, all beans, um, all different types of beans, and I've put different stuff in there. And what's great is there's stuff left over, and Bryn can take it to school. Exactly, and that's yeah. the best school lunchbox is leftovers. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So I do um, pastas and things and then any of the leftovers go into two small containers and that's for the boys to take to school. Yeah. Because otherwise they go, oh, I'm so bored with the sandwich and I'm so bored with this. Uh, and now they've just got to the point where they realise they're just going to have the leftovers from the night before and it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. It was a bit of a pushback to start with but in the end it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's come around. Yeah, well, school lunches are definitely a difficult thing to do when you've got, you know, young kids. Well, it's hard with young kids and also I think it's hard now, Pauline. I mean, can you imagine what our parents would have been – well, I mean, this is what parents are going through. Our parents did not have to look at perfect Instagram photos of the perfect lunch all in its little bento oh, box yeah. with all its beautiful little – it's absolutely insane. You look at those things and you feel like you're completely failing as a parent. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, but my boys just go out with what we've got in the house and pieces of fruit and whatever yeah. else is chucked in there and, you know, just – Eat yeah. that. I mean, do you kind of go with Bren, look, at the end of the day, I'll try to give you a nutritious meal at home to the best of my ability, whether you cook it or I cook it, and then leave him to kind of make his food choices elsewhere, but just try to guide him at home with... Well, Bren's really, actually, he's such a better person than I am. <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm like, ah, I didn't make your lunch. Well, actually, I don't make... I got, he got to 15 and I was like, happy birthday. Now you make your own lunch, you know. <laughs> so, um... But I tra- taught him, you know, when you're a young mum, so like I had Bryn at 21, um, you don't really, no one teaches you what to do and you sort of do get sucked into that whole advertising thing of buying chips and um, certain muesli bars. Mm. So I would always put in the chips and the muesli bars, um, maybe some biscuits and a sandwich. And then it was someone who said to me one day, you know, you were giving your child that every day, you know, and it's 300. And it's 365 days of the year, that child gets chips every day. And I was Oops. just like, oh, my gosh. Hadn't stopped to think hadn't, it through. Hadn't thought that, you know, that constant, you know, yucky stuff every day. Mm. And because then they'd come home and they'd want another Similar. Yeah. yeah. So um, definitely taught myself that, okay, we're going to have to change this up and move to nuts and try to be as, you know, and – Bryn really, you know, Bryn loves paleo food and is really quite healthy. Um, no Coke. Bryn wasn't wasn't allowed wasn't allowed Coke at all. You know, my um, boy's the same, and yeah. they won't drink and they don't dr- like soft drink at all. Yeah, Bryn doesn't like soft mm. drink at all. Yay. He'll he'll choose orange juice, 
and which is a bit bit of a difficulty. He's gone through a phase where he's drinking far too much orange juice, so his skin, because he's got eczema, has just like flared up. Oh, from so the had, sugar and from the acid of the yeah, citrus. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't have too many tomatoes and and too much yeah citrus. So he um yes, yeah, so it's so funny. He went from um, orange juice to lemon water. And the lemon water is just as bad. Oh. So, you know, it has to be, you know, water and... Or milk. Yeah. Well, he doesn't really drink milk. But he's just he's just a better human than I am. I would, you know, be like, whoa, let's go to the bakery. And he's like, no, mum, let's have something a little bit more healthy. Shall we try? Um, let's get sushi or, you know. <laughs> Bless. I know. My boys are actually the same. They're not big on, I mean, one's got a real sweet tooth. Yeah. So he would choose sweet things if yeah. he had his chance. Yeah. Um, and if I've made desserts for a photo shoot or whatever and I've got stuff left over in the fridge, he is the one who will be like, you know, pigging out on that stuff. Yeah. And the other one's so into his sport that he is really conscious of what he's eating and putting into his body. Yeah. Because it has to give him energy and good energy. So he's kind of, yeah, he's a little bit like that. So if we're out and about and I think, oh, let's, you know, have a piece of cake. I don't really do that anymore, but I used to. Um, he, he would be, no, 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 I'll have sushi or, you know, I'll choose a salad yeah. off the menu. I think it's teaching your children what goes in. You know, just talking about the fuel of your body and the mm. right fuel. Um, so, and a lot of education with Bryn when he was younger about how I got to my size because I didn't care. You know, so teaching him to really care now. Care now because then you won't be in the situation that I'm in. Um, this is, you know, this is 41 years of work. I, You know, I worked hard at this to get this big. So, <laughs> you know... <laughs> It's a lot of freaking pizza. You're not that big. No, I know. But do you know what I mean? Yes. It's 41 years. Yeah, it of, adds up. And, yeah, it yeah. adds up. Not being active, you know. Um, you know, when I was in my depressed phase, you know, just not caring. Mm. And it's a lot harder to take it off. You know, you get to a certain age and, you know, you have one glass of wine and bam, there's totally. five kilos. <laughs> totally. Know? No, that's so, absolutely the case. Totally. And did you did you go through a phase of yo-yo dieting? Um, yeah, I think, I think I've probably, yeah, I'd say, I would like to say no, but I think, yeah, I've always been trying to, until I got to my thirties and I think I got to my thirties and I was like, you know what, this is me. Mm. Um, as long as I'm healthy and as long as I'm moving, um, I'm better, I'm better off, you know, mm. and it's not so much about the weight. It's, um. And because I am quite physical, like I always try to make sure I'm physical because my job is very, you know, I can spend hours just sitting still. Um, So making sure I'm moving is quite important. So kickboxing is a really good uh, stress reliever for me and I love it. I love, you know, and I think it's what's really important is finding what works for you. You know, that's, you know, gym at the night, you know, nighttime gym for me is the best time for me. I'm just not a morning person and trying to push myself and my body to get up at six to go to the gym because that's what we're supposed to do I just it just I was always failing like I just would sleep in and oh my god I just I'm such a failure I didn't do that but finding what works for me so kickboxing and going to the gym at 7 30 is a really good it just it's just my time and um I love that And I think the other thing about that exercise situation is not everyone is going to be happy to go to the gym every single day, you know. So kickboxing is great, but it's not going to do that daily. No. 
And I think, you know, the same goes around food. And I'm working with a client at the, mor- at the moment with her little girl and she was really upset. Mum was upset because she said, oh, gosh, I'm looking at what she's eating in the day and it's or at the mealtime even. Like, I'm, it's looking at what she's eating for dinner, Vanessa, but it's not good because this is what she's consuming for dinner. And I said, yeah, don't look at one dinner. Mm. In fact, don't even look at one day. For your daughter at the moment, whilst you're trying to move her to better food, you've got to look at one whole week or maybe even a two-week period and say, what does she actually eat? And keep a diary of what she's eaten and then credit yourself, pat yourself on the back as a mum that over the whole two weeks she's had, you know, X, Y and Z that are really, really new foods and healthy foods and what you're hoping she's going to move towards. But if you look at one meal and beat yourself up on that one meal, you're going to feel like a failure. And it's the same with, you know, me going to the gym, which I really don't like at all. You know, if I looked at every single – if I looked at a day and said, what have I done today, I'd just feel glum. But then if I look at a week and think, well, I've walked the dogs and I've raced around and taught kids to cook for two days and I literally was running around the kitchen. You know, if I look at the whole week, then I can go, oh, I actually did move more than I feel like I have if I just looked at one day and went, yeah, sat on my bed and worked on my computer and walked to the bath. Yeah, yeah. or me, walking from the desk to the fridge, desk to the fridge. No, I think it's really important. And, you know, it's not even just about going to the gym. It's organising activities that um, promote exercise. So on Saturday I went paintballing, something actually – I didn't go paintballing. I got tricked into going paintballing. I was going to photograph people <laughs> paintballing and found out, no, no, you can't do that. We're actually, you're, you're playing. So, you know, that was a three-hour running around in the paddock, on the ground, in the dirt, getting up, you know, avoiding the bullets. Um, that was three hours of full-on exercise. Mm. You know, so organising activities where you are going to be physical and Doing those little things, like I, I I, just got into a habit of parking as far away as I could from the supermarket doors, you know, mm. or if I'm going to go to a cafe, don't park right outside, you know, park, you know, across the road to force myself to do that few more steps mm. because otherwise you just, you park yourself up at the door, you take five steps in, you're back in your car, you mm. know, you're not, you know, I always walk up the stairs instead of taking the lift, it, it helps that I'm claustrophobic, so... <laughs> And I hate being in the lifts. You know, I always try to do it that way and get little bits of movement. Mm, Which is good because the other thing with your job, because you're moving from interview to interview to interview and and probably similarly to me, a lot of those you meet people in cafes. Yeah. And the problem is you don't know what's gone into the food. So you're trying to choose something healthy off the menu and you think you've probably done quite a good job, but then you could have something that has been so played with out the back and added stuff to it and whatever that if you're eating that all the time, you are by nature likely to actually put on weight because it is really, really hard unless you've prepared it yourself to know. You know, today I had... um, a meeting before this and I was absolutely starving because I hadn't eaten for the whole morning and I'd already been to three cafes I've done today and I was so over coffee that by the time I got to the third one I thought I'll have something to eat which is a more sensible choice and a glass of water and I ordered their soup which they said was this lovely chicken and vegetable soup but when it came it was actually a full-on coconut milk soup. I felt like it actually had a milkshake. You know the first few mouths were lovely but it was so rich that by the end of it I thought 
oh, my God, I feel like I've actually had a bowl of about five cappuccinos, albeit it was chicken-flavoured, but it was so much more coconut milk that I would have liked to have had. And, you know, oh, well, that's a cafe, that's that today, never mind, you know, so be it. But if you're doing that all the time, then it's really hard, I think, to keep control yeah, well, of. I definitely learnt that, um, you know, coffee and a muffin ain't a good idea it's all the time. Not, so no. I don't do that anymore. So I have rules. I've set myself rules. Um, I'm allowed two coffees a day. Yep. Um, if it's a long day, I'll have three. I'll have. I'll let myself have a coffee at three thirty, but I don't go past three thirty at all ever. Because you can't sleep. Yep. Yep. Um, I can go to sleep, but then I wake up at mm. one o'clock and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to start the day. <laughs> so yeah, but I I try to. So coming, I used to have six coffees a day, so I've reduced down to three at the most. Um, my first two coffees are pretty close together. So the first coffee in the morning and usually about nine o'clock is my second coffee. Me too. Um, and then I'll go to tea, I'll go to fruit tea or I'll drink water. Um, but you know, that whole, co- you know, I am in cafes a lot and I was getting a lot of muffins and stuff like mm. that. And, um, but it's interesting that you talked about, you know, what's going into the food because, now, now I have to think about that. Thanks, Vanessa, because I never actually thought about it. <laughs> it's all the extra oil or the extra butter. And not saying that oil and butter are bad, but you will put it in a moderate amount at home. Yeah. But if you think about a cafe, they're trying to sell you on their flavour. So, you know, there's the extra butter and the extra oil that's drizzled all over your bread and the extra salt and maybe there's a pinch of sugar in the salad dressing and there's a pinch of sugar in your Asian dressing and the da-da-da-da-da. So all those things start to add up if you're consistently eating yeah. out that that's the problem. And that's the that's the situation around something like, you know, a fast food outlet as well. Like if you are talking about McDonald's or something, you know, if you eat it once a week, it's not going to have any effect on your overall health or well-being. Uh, and please don't all email me in and tell me I'm wrong because if it's just <laughs> a once the week thing. But yeah. if you're going to live on that food, it will start to slowly add up yeah. because, you know, it isn't you know, done with the most healthful idea in mind of, you know, nutritional value and low sugar, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I think, you know, that's the thing in eating out in general. And that's why chefs find it so hard because they're constantly eating, you know, on the run in an environment that's sort of hospitality focused or, you know, or something that's left over or part of the menu. Um, And they tend to be richer, creamier, you Mm. know, more highly seasoned and... I mean, that's an interesting thing about takeaways. You know, when we were growing up, takeaways were a treat. Mm-hmm. It was either fish and chips at the end of the week, like my family, it was fish and chips. And, um, or once in a blue moon, we had KFC. Yes, same. You know, and that was like, we've yes. made it. But now, you know, convenience. So, um, you know, I was up in the country not long ago, no takeaways, good, lost 12 kilos, moved back to the coast put those 12 kilos back on, you know, because it's convenient, you know, um, let's order pizza. That's been my new little, um, I'm not going to lie. It's been like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. The pizza shop is a block away. Mm. Let's order it and get it delivered. Mm -hmm. That's how, how, you know, it's terrible. Um, but it's, but it's understandable. But if you now think, about it in this way if I make pizza at home I make my own dough let's say which takes five minutes and then it has to rise and that's the time consuming bit yeah 
but I don't put sugar in my dough. And then on top of that, I'll probably grate some fresh mozzarella, maybe have a little bit of prosciutto and then try to do lots of fresh stuff like mushrooms and tomatoes and your fresh food, maybe sliced courgette or whatever. Uh, So it's kind of like almost like veggies on a a base. But the problem is when you're ordering it in, everything's been seasoned and there's sugar in the base to make it more palatable and to make you want to have more. So that's where the problem lies. Yeah, I mean, you know, sugar is real dangerous. You know, we've cut our sugar consumption and I can taste it in everything. Mm, Even now when I get white bread, because we don't eat white bread um, at all, um, it's really sweet. Like, you know, when you're eating it all the time, you don't notice. But when you, as soon as you cut that sugar out, you taste it in everything. Mm. And one of my go-to treats at the moment is like a yogurt. So we buy those um, creamy blackberry yogurts, which I love. But that's become like my ice cream. Yes. Like, because I can have a little tub and it's so sweet I can't actually eat more than one. It's like crazy. Mm. Bryn's going to listen to this and go, don't lie, mum. You had two last night. <laughs> you know. I know. But, Never you know, mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, I'm beginning to think this is not, this episode's not putting me in a good light. <laughs> like, don't listen to this episode. I think it's making you very real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Look, if it's any consolation, I went on TV to talk about grumpy teens and I did admit that, you know, I was very good to sit there and be a parenting expert on air but come to my home and I'm not an expert with my own teenagers. No. So, you know, that's the way it goes Yeah, sometimes. I mean, I think I think it's the thing with parents and children, you've just got to take each day as it comes mm. and try your best to have at least one healthy meal. I mean, our breakfast is very healthy, um, you know, and we try to keep – as whole foods as we can at dinner except for those odd times but I always have that in my mind one lot of takeaways a week Pauline only one and you know I cross it off if I've done it so I'm trying I try really hard I think that's a good mission yeah Yeah. but it's definitely hard when you travel as well you know like and you're eating out and that's what many many business people say yeah that they really struggle with their routine and their weight and their health yeah when they're traveling a lot because it's so difficult because you have to eat out that's All the right. Time. Yeah. Mm. Three meals a day you're eating out. It's hard to make choices. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, I think the, the key is moderation and forgiving yourself when you slip up. That's the, that's the way to do it. And definitely being prepared. I mean, in my business, I have to be prepared on everything. So it's not that extra step to prepare yourself for dinners and plan out your meals and have them all organised. So if you're like me and you can't just whip something up, you've got, you know, you know what you're having. Because I think that's the, an awesome plan. Because the moment you don't know what you're having, that's when those... You oh, slippery slope down yeah, the slide. Shall we just get takeaways? <laughs> you know, but if you've already pulled out the meat and you know, you you just get into that boom, 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 oh, I'm cooking dinner and you're... You're eating before you're you. Yeah, exactly. I think that's an excellent idea, <laughs> an excellent <laughs> philosophy, a great place to end. Yeah. Awesome chatting with you. No, thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being on the podcast. Anytime. <laughs> See you. Bye. The Fearless Kitchen Podcast. Ooh.